Hello everybody and welcome to another comedian's interview for my blog A Rich Comic Life. My name is Richard Gill and my blog describes over 750 comedians and counting that I've been watching over the last 45 years. My guest today is a brand new comedian. Her name is Stefania Licari. Yes! Hello! Hi! <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I love clapping to myself. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you. I just made my Sunday. I'm so excited. And uh, I'm a little bit nervous, actually, because you've got such an incredible blog with this incredible list of, like, A-list comedians. So I'm honoured. Well, thank you're you, very, Rich. very, you're very kind. And thank you very much. The, the reason why I wanted to speak to you today, to chat to you today, it's all about your... Um, your time being a stand-up comedian. Um, I wanted to interview you today because I believe you're just starting out on your comic journey and I know you from the audience of, uh, the virtual audience of Always Be Comedy. So, you, so <laughs> either you're laughing or I'm laughing very loudly when we can be heard. So, so, so it's wonderful stuff. Um, can you describe your background and why did you want to become a comedian? Yes. Wow. So that's actually a really long story. So I mean, fire away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to start with, I'm 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 fairly new to the stand-up world, but I'm not new to comedy. So like, I don't know how far you want to go back, but it's I always find that interesting. That I'm just gonna tell you basically my life of what happened because yeah. some people yeah. think, oh, this is quite bizarre, and to me it's like I haven't done enough. I want to do more. So and. Uh, because recently I had quite a few interviews because I've been producing some work that has had some exposure. And when people ask me about my background in my life, I always find this should be such an easy question and it always sends me to total panic. And the reason, I, mean, I don't know if it happens to you too, but you know, the, the older and the wiser you get, you look back into your life and you think, Every, every time you tell about your life, there is almost like a different interpretation, like yeah, a different yeah. uh, uh, judgment or emotion link. And, you know, my mom always told me, oh, why are you doing this? This is so crazy. Are uh, you insane? And I thought, oh, well, she doesn't understand because, you know, different generation. And now I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. <laughs> why have I done this? So, yes, it kind of feels a bit of almost difficult to put down in a linear way. So I'm going to start seeing when I was five. Right. <laughs> when I was five, I wanted to be an actress. And you see, Rich, it's something like every time I think about it, I've got this like really warm and vivid memory of myself. Um, as soon as I learned reading and writing, I would write little story and I would kind of perform. And then, so my I have two siblings. One is much, much younger. One is only two years younger, my brother. And I used to force my brother to perform with me. And and this is like, I'm very proud of this because this is like probably the beginning of a, an entrepreneur mindset. I used to get my parents to watch us and I would force them to pay us to watch how little Wow. These are like my early memories. Yeah. Where was this? Where, where were you born? Was it, was it? Was it so I'm, I'm Italian. So Italian, I was, right? Okay. 
So my early memories of me reading fairy tales, and then there was this like a little production, and like in the primary school, I was play, I was play like a man, and I would say something like, "Oh, I got to the manjara la capra," which literally means, "Have you fed the sheep?" Right, so I had this <laughs> really online. But what it was amazing was I was more, I think like seven or eight. But something really, I heard the people laughing in this like uh, little primary school production. And I, <laughs> and I remember feeling, wow, this is incredible. And I don't know whether they were laughing because this was horrible and, and having a little girl playing and an uh, old man, a creepy was maybe oh, like, yeah, yeah. But for me, it was like, oh wow, they're laughing because I'm good and this is great and I'm telling the story. So That's I had fantastic. a of like desire to be on stage, to have people laughing around me and to, to tell stories. But, you know, life unfolds sometimes in a different way and uh, I couldn't go to drama school and my backup plan was uh, I become a doctor, I went to medicine. <laughs> and so I graduated as a doctor, I moved to this country, I specialized in anesthetics and intensive care. And, um, and then it's been a great journey. And sometimes when people say, oh, how can it be so different? You know, like a scientific background and an artistic background. But ultimately, the more I grow into art, the more I discover there's such similarities because it's all about human stories. Yeah. Okay? Uh, so many years of medicine, but always in the back of my heart, this passion for art, always going to the theater. And at a certain point, kind of switched, I had a trigger. So I started doing some amateur courses, progressed quite quickly, and my heart was always beating. And the first time I was on stage, I had such an incredible sense of belonging that I, I felt so alive, so present, so back to my myself as a, as a child in a way. It, it was fantastic. a moment. So then I decided to take professionally, and I went to drama school, and I trained professionally, then I trained in comedy. And um, to do this, I had to leave the medical job. So I've been working kind of freelancing since then. So I've been in acting for 10 years now. And um, so it has been a very interesting journey. And mainly I specialized in comedy. I went to Paris. I studied with Philippe Gaulier. I uh, did clown comedy, vaudeville, and lots of physical comedy. And um, and in this last year, I got into stand-up. I've done some training. I've uh, been watching a lot. I've been self-teaching in a way. And I performed my first gig literally 10 days ago. <laughs> wow, literally 10 days ago. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where was that? So um, it was an online gig uh, for a show called uh, Big Booby. And it was a stand-up slash cabaret, so there was an element. I, I was a kind of in my comedic persona, but play also a character. So it's a very interesting, very long show, like two hours. Yeah, yeah. Some Yeah, had my first routine like ten minutes plus, and then in and out. So I felt wow. that the debut was quite, <laughs> quite enough <laughs> of a and, thing. And. Um, uh what did you talk about in those 10 minutes was it was it character based was it as yourself or what yes so it was actually character based because um so in this last year i've been working i created a web series starting from um 
a doctor character, which is kind of bizarre, very Italian, and I working from home and having online consultation. So I created season one of this web series, and uh, I've been so blessed because this this work actually had a really good exposure. And, um, so I presented to some film festivals, and it all started as a thing for myself, wow. and it became quite big. So I I love that character, and I I. I won some awards. I was like, "Wow!" What's, the, what's the name of the character? Describe her. It's called. Uh, she's called Doctor Anna La Rosa. <laughs> right. So oh. she's uh, she's the quite eccentric and. Yeah. How she works from home, and uh, she loves giving advice. And she's got this like overwhelming mom that keeps calling and trying wow. to be. And so she she gives like online consultations, but and these poor patients, patients, they actors obviously, <laughs> genuine questions. But because she lives in her own world, uh, her her answers are always a bit inappropriate, bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I like the sound of her. She sounds great. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's been a quite a journey because it all actually. I mean, the drive. I, I, I know it's, it's almost like a sensitive sensitive topic you see rich because actually i had many people ask me oh how can you do medical comedy during the pandemic of course yeah right well that's two things one i'm in a quite advantageous position because being also a doctor i feel it comes from a place of i have so much respect for the work that my colleagues do and I do as well and so I, I can talk about nobody can come and tell me oh you don't know what they're going from because I know and second I learned in this world's tragedies that we've been exposed and I've been working in the front line and in intensive care that the biggest life lesson I learned is that humor comedy laughter are life saviors without a doubt Absolutely, really, I really experienced. I I feel like I always knew, but this time I saw it. I saw what it meant for colleagues and nurses to feel better if I made a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, so exactly. It's like it's like that with me. I I find your story fascinating that you've created this character that that you know about and. Um, You've just gone ahead and done it. It's like it's 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 like me with the whole concept of the blog and the online comedy. I am staggered by my success because all I do is sit in an audience and laugh. But if we didn't have online comedy or anything like that, I don't know what I would do because I'd just be looking at four walls. You know, it's 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 an extraordinary tonic and it's it's a very very positive thing in a very dark time in a lot of people's well everybody's life it's 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 awful awful time to be in but but to have something like the comedy is just fantastic i really uh wish you every success with it i because uh, i because she sounds hilarious this 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 character Thank you. Um, so basically in this online gig it was a mixture of prepared routine and improv. So I had the audience ask me questions and me in the character, right. questions such as what do you think of the vaccine or uh, what type of masks or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And so it was, it was lovely. It was uh, so, <laughs> so, so you got the audience interaction as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and of course, every time you do, you go on stage and you do the character, it gives you more experience. 
Yeah, totally. And uh, again, it's, um, I mean, the character's not too far away from, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but yeah, not too far away from my personality, like bizarre, <laughs> a bit eccentric, <laughs> very Italian. But obviously it's, a, it's an exaggeration. And, and every time you have a comedic, it's, it's kind of, it's like my comedic persona, but right. with a character on the top. So there's some element of truth, but for the, the you know the purpose of almost like a bit of cabaret um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's interesting because my background is administration my working background and I was a civil servant for 17 years and I now work in a school on a reception a big secondary school uh, and I do all the admin there as well and uh, when, I, when, I was in, when I was in the civil service, a very good friend of mine who I'm going to be interviewing on, on for this blog um, uh, retired from the civil service and became a stand-up comedian, but he was a, char a character comedian just like you. And, and he's done uh, a whopping no over 900 gigs now as this oh, wow. character. So the sky is your limit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, I, I hope I am. Um, I mean, I like to do some stand up as uh, yeah. my although is never really yourself, yourself, because it's kind of persona in a way. But I'm loving this character. I also wrote a TV pilot. So I have this dream of getting into a TV series. Yeah, yeah. I strongly believe about this is the time the humanity needs comedy more than ever. And I totally uh, agree. That's uh, an interesting angle because we need to. I, I believe that with comedy, we can really defeat almost the fear of death, not defeat forever, but even for an hour. And that is so crucial. So I'm so truly, generally passionate about it. Well, you, I, I, I wish you every success with your enthusiasm. It's, it, it sounds wonderful. When, when you went, when you did your 10 minutes, how did you remember your routine? <laughs> That's a great <laughs> question. Um, well, uh, I I think because I'm, I'm a former actress, I don't find it difficult to remember lines. And um, so that that's that's all right. I mean, I do have lots of, so I had practiced before. Yeah. Um, yeah. But generally, remembering things per se is, is not an issue, touching <laughs> wood. But uh, um, so I have some techniques, some psychological, like I kind of chill myself because it's quite interesting, right? I don't know if you found this before, Rich, but you know, generally people like actors, we are always asked this question, like, are you worried about losing your lines? And I was like, oh my God, no, I have thought about other things. I thought about tripping over, breaking my costume. <laughs> Yeah, falling over, but forgetting lines isn't one of the problems. Because also, I think generally, ultimately, as an audience, you go and, and watch something, and if it's a great performance and it's a great story, I don't think the audience cares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As lo as long as you can keep going with it, the the reason why I asked the question was. Um, other than the blog, the most creative thing I've ever done is write a play. I, I, I wrote a half hour play oh, wow. and, and myself and my friend, my mate, put it on for Comic Relief uh, to raise money for Comic Relief. And I wrote, yeah. I wrote it as an Edinburgh show. It's called The Applicant. It's, 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 it's about a, um, 
a, a bloke who comes down to London from Carlisle. Hello, it's so it's basically based on me, <laughs> but he but he he uh, applies for a, a number of jobs and never gets the job. He'll never ever get the job. That's that's the whole point of the thing. But he he's a trier and he keeps going and tr and tries tries to get the job. Oh wow! So so each yeah, of, watch it somewhere. This each, sounds so interesting. Each each of the scenes were um each of the acts were two scenes so the first scene was me in the waiting room waiting for the job interview to start and all i had to look at was the audience so i would start chatting to them nervously and then build up this monologue and then the second scene was the interview so it would so the interviews would build and etc 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 so we rehearsed this play for 12 weeks and um, I had all these great monologues and, and of course on the opening night I ran out and, and I was the first person on, I was the only person on the stage and I was like a rabbit in headlights and I, I forgot the monologue, I forgot the lines. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's the hardest thing to do but I managed to save it but, but it was, it, I was terrified and uh, so, so I, I've got I've got the utmost admiration for folk who can go out on the stage and do it. It's it's extraordinary to 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 watch from the audience. You have to walk out, and whether you're in character or on your own or or or, or, or doing your own show, um, you have like one or two minutes to be either completely original or endearing or above all funny to to make an audience to make an audience laugh and that if if that goes well it's the best feeling in the world but if it doesn't you have to go away and think right well, i'm gonna i'm gonna build on that that's not gonna happen again so we've only having done one gig for you that the the feeling that you've done it must be amazing that you've got over the, the the hurdle of doing it yeah definitely it was it was very empowering actually and uh and i got addicted i remember <laughs> texting my uh, comedy coach um and i was like oh my god this is a drug i have i'm yeah. having withdrawal i have a headache as the following day i'm yeah. having headache i'm obsessed about it i keep thinking about it i just can't wait to do it again <laughs> so it's a real drug addiction i was like it this is medically speaking <laughs> that's why that's why i go every night nearly because because you once you've been to one you cannot get enough of it and yeah. and and my holidays are spent my, my holidays are spent every year at the edinburgh fringe i that is the best experience as well so you you might want to apply for that and i go for a week to see all the comedians and i need holiday by the time i come back because um, <laughs> i've seen so many of them um can you describe more about your writing process uh, you've said about how this character came along but um what did she actually say the first time that you did it how 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 did you perceive the character with the audience yeah well again again i'm kind of a, a new writer because i'm a former kind of scripted actress so for many years i've been a uh, performing with scripts that yeah. somebody else so um 
I noticed that my writing process maybe is typical of people that coming they come from the performance background. So there is a lot of like improvising in a way. So it's a kind of I improvise, something comes to my mind as an image. And then I have to say, I have to say, so I just say loud and I start making, making up the scene and then I scribble something and then I improvise again and then I scribble something. So, so there's a lot, this devising process, there's a lot of um, doing yeah. and then and doing again. Um, and I guess because I, I've done a lot of improv as training as well, so it comes reasonably natural. Right. I'm not the type of person so far uh, just to sit on a desk and just writing, I have to, to do it. But again, I guess it comes from my background. So I don't know whether it's gonna change. And also, I guess it depends what, uh, um, I find that I work a lot of images and I like a situational comedies for me. So I'm less like uh, a words-based type of comedy person. Right. I'm more like, patients are bizarre. But I guess that comes also from a, just my personality, so the way I look at life. So what I'm doing every day is I, I, write, I write at least a joke a day, more or less, or I write a statement or an idea. So I keep, I keep basically training my brain to look at life in a different way, which is where is the story? Or people talking to me and I think, okay, this could be interesting character, but also maybe there is a joke behind or maybe there is a story. And I find this really fascinating because in a way I always done that as an actress, I always looked at people as, oh, their accent is interesting or the, what they're wearing. But now I'm also becoming a little bit, I guess a better listener as well. And I find really fascinating because I think maybe there is a story. So basically watch out if, if you are my friend because you might become material for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, ex I'm expecting a sketch about me and this blog. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that might be an <laughs> um, that's That is a great answer. Um, what is your ambition as a comedian? What would you most like to get out of the experience? Wow, so... Again, this is another question that should be straightforward, but it isn't. <laughs> because <laughs> that, that in a way, there's, um, okay, there's like a general ambitions and a specific goals. I mean, general goals, you know, like uh, uh, every actor will want to win a, a BAFTA in Olivier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> I won, I won that, <laughs> yeah, so that is on my list, just to yeah, clarify. Yeah. <laughs> Casting directors listening to the blog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also kind of specifically in the short term, I'm really, really enjoying stand-up. And the reason I'm enjoying so much is because when they are well done, there is um, a wit and intelligence and a, and, a, and a possibility. It's like a great tool. That's why I'm particularly impressed by some of the female comedians. Yeah, because yeah. the tool to express a voice that then sometimes in art with other people's scripts, we don't have a chance to, because in stand-up you make your own material. And very similar to do your own solo show. So basically, so my goal is to get more and more into the stand-up. I just got offered a regular spot on a comedy show, but I can't reveal it. because Wow, it's not, yeah, congratulations. It's, uh, uh, yet, yes. So I'll be working on this and my comedic persona. I'm working on a solo show that uh, is going to be a mixture of storytelling and this stand-up and a bit of character-based. And hopefully my TV pilots will be pitched to Netflix or something. So wow. I'll like are in that because I feel I wrote the characters on me. Um, 
you see, Rich, for me, it's like uh, the drive to do art, and uh, in particular comedy, yeah. is all stories. And that's, that's, a, that's a power. There's a power in comedy, especially when it comes to maybe, okay, basically, art, in a way, is political. And a political not in the sense on the... On the sense that we we with the negative connotation, political in a very etymological sense, like polis from the Greek language means city. So city structure, people. So it's for people, artists for people is to allow to to have their voice and express and get the audience for an hour or two hours be transported and be uh, or reflect on having impact or getting to a different world yeah. and. Have Normally, they wouldn't have. So absolutely adore this. And I just want to have more and more opportunities. And I found comedies particularly good to tackle issues that are generally treated in a dramatic way, such as uh, immigration or um, anything to do with um, also minorities or women yeah, rights. Yeah. Way, way more powerful. And I just love that feeling of going on stage and having this game with, the, with this complicity with the audience of, well, okay, this is not real, this is not a documentary, this is art, but for this hour, we are going to pretend reciprocally that we are in this world and we present you this. And then the power of art, of impacting people's lives, it can be so extraordinary. Yeah, totally agree, yeah. The, the, the wonderful thing about comedy is that you can talk about anything you like and that's how it should be. As, as, as long as you've got, well, well, as long as you've got some sort of theme to it, I would imagine, then you can expand on that. And, and if, if it's told in a positive, enthusiastic and funny way, you're going to get audiences listening to you as well, you know. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Are you are are you now based in Britain? You say you're from Italy. Are I are you now in Britain or are you still in Italy? Oh yeah, I've been based here for like almost two decades. Right, okay. So um, London. So, so yeah, so so if you've never if you've only done your online um show uh, obviously, when things get back to some sort of normality, you would like to do live stand-up comedy. Yeah. And the and and the next, I suppose, the next thing to do is to. There are a lot of free um, comedy clubs that you go and you put your name down, or you ring them up and you and you put your name down and you get up and you do five minutes. And I go to a lot of these. There's 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 a one called Birdies. Birdie's free comedy on the strand and I've seen a lot of comedians come through there and I go and I laugh and and um they just stand they they stand up they're in the audience they stand up and do 5 minutes on the stage and then go and sit back down again and there's a compare so there that's a very good way of getting in and the, and, of, and of course the more you do the better you are at it because it it is all experience um so yeah. so I mean we're all living in very strange times it's all horrible at the moment um are you finding online gigs okay cuz uh, if you haven't done any live ones this is all you've got but but do you mind talking to a screen would you rather have a live audience or or what I miss terribly 
okay. Well, like, you and me both. <laughs> I, I, I miss it so badly. Yeah. I, I performed a lot on stage before the lockdown. So again, not as a stand-up, but doing other stuff, even comedy stuff. And it, so that's a, that's a real void at the moment because there is something about hearing that to, that laughter all together and clear. Yeah. It, and all through the Zoom, then it's just so powerful. I find the laughter is such a, a bonding between human beings. It's a, at some point, it's like maybe it's also wavelengths, maybe it's just also physics, but there's such a unity at that moment. I miss that feeling. I miss that feeling of being physically on stage. But also, I think online is great because as an artist, I, I feel I'm forced to adapt myself. Yeah. So I'm not to say I... I prefer the old times. It, it's not, I don't need to find a hierarchy in my mind. It is what it is. So the empowering question is, how can we make the best thing ever? And there's a lot of online that I'm absolutely, I'm loving it. Um, I'm loving that you can play with the frame of the yeah, Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Acting is, is something I call a hybrid acting. It's not screen acting, it's not theater acting, it's Zoom acting. It's different, it's new. So I feel blessed I'm going through something new like that and it's forcing myself to react to both physically, vocally, uh, the type of content is different. And also just the way you think. If I was on stage, a certain movement on my face would not even be noticed or that would be too much on the screen. But in Zoom, they are okay. So I think it's an interesting discovery. So I'm kind of loving it actually. Um, I look forward to go back physically on stage but uh, uh, my mindset is I'm loving what I'm having and I'm trying to make the best ever because I'm discovering new things for myself that I would have if I didn't have this opportunity it's so good that online comedy is available it's so it's so great that it is accessible but for me you can't beat the live experience of um, uh, an, an audience and you never know what's going to happen and all the rest of it having said that um where we go to always be comedy your uh um uh, very um your uh, your introduction to the to the comedy through through them is extraordinary they are they are renowned for being uh just about the best thing online because of the fact that they've got this virtual front row and because you because the comedians hear the laughter um mm -hmm. that's that where other can chat to them or whatever it's 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 so well done and uh you know did do you agree you've been going to always be comedy for for, for quite a while i've seen you in the audience enjoying yourself <laughs> yeah 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 it's been a I'm not even sure when I started many, many months ago. Yeah, yeah I yeah. learned a lot. It's been like a school in a way. Yeah. yeah. Well, the they've, they've, they've created their own little family, I think. And certainly um, when the live uh, comedy nights get back, if you've never been to the venue at Kennington, it's fantastic. It's really good. So uh, um, we look forward to seeing you there. Um, who are your favorite comedians, past and present? Oh my God! So many, so many. <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna mention the ones I've been stalking a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the one I like. I absolutely adore Ansley B, the yeah. Irish comedian. Uh, she, she, she's she, brilliant. 
Excellent. And um, she's a former actress, so you can see also all that yeah. acting training with the clarity, her act out. And uh, again, she's very much a situational comedy type, to my understanding, so I connect a lot with that. So I absolutely adore her. Um, I love, well, I've been loving from, from the Always Be Comedy, uh, Colin Holt with oh, Anna. Oh, yeah, yeah, Anna, man, that character is amazing. Uh, he, he is so genius, he's so witty, and he's so sensitive sensitive to the audience as well. You can see you can you can see the artist, the really yeah. well. So I I really look up at him as a role model. I like and, his other characters as well, not just Anna Man. Yes, the other yeah, ones are good. The other ones are good because they're so different. Absolutely, and I like Hal Murray a lot. I like uh, I like uh, Joe Caulfield. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's an absolute natural. As Kevin Bridges? Yeah. I actually saw him at the Tommy Field. That was the, uh, just before the lockdown. Oh, right. So you have been to the Tommy Field. Right, right. Yeah. was in the front row, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He is brilliant. He's so good. Um, when, when you said about Ashlyn B, I, I first saw her in a tiny little club in London and she, she was headlining it. And afterwards, uh, I was there with a friend of mine who was a, a comedian who was a tryout. And um, afterwards, we were in the we were in the bar, and she came down and she recognised my friend who was the comic, and uh, she bought us all a pint of Guinness. And she, oh, and, wow. and, 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 she <laughs> and she said to me, <laughs> she, she said to me, that laugh is so infectious. I said, well, you were hilarious. <laughs> oh. So she, she is love, and her, her acting on the television is brilliant as well. That series she did with um, Sharon Hogan was superb. I think that's coming back about the two sisters. Um, it's really good. Highly recommended. Um, like me, do you go to a lot of comedy gigs as a member of the audience? I do. I, I, I take almost as a homework. But uh, the other thing is I just um, I just surround myself with comedy on a basically on a daily basis. I mean, maybe not seven over seven, but like six over seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I watch comedy online. I watch anything on Netflix I can possibly find. I watch TV series. I got really obsessed with a lot of them recently. And um, I read about comedy. I watch webinar. And I feel like you see, Richard, I probably you feel the same because your enthusiasm for comedy is contagious and it's very, very obvious. <laughs> I feel it like you have to, and um, it's you have to nourish yourself with things you're truly passionate about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to have a passionate interest other than a routine, I think. And with me, it's yes. this. I, w I was just gonna say, um, I hope you're not gonna do a rival blog. <laughs> if I did, I would call it so yeah, like against the rich blog. Uh, <laughs> great thank branding. You. Thank you very much. Very um, welcome. Thank you for the inspiration. <laughs> you're very kind. Um, just before we go, is there anything else you would like to say? Is there any uh, where can people find you on social media? Have you got any more gigs coming up? Have you got any podcasts, anything like that? Right. Uh, so I do have uh, gigs coming up, but I'm going to need to say at a later stage because I'm not being a super confident. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be every week for a while. Um, so that's exciting. So uh, my web series is uh, the season one. My web series is on YouTube, and the name is My Doctor's Advice. So there is an entire playlist there. Right. Uh, at uh, Licari Stefania and Twitter at Stefania Licari. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And, the website as well, stefanialicari.com. Um, so yes, I'm, um, I'm trying to be present on social media. I think it's a great tool. A tool. It is, yeah. It helps me with this, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And um, yeah, anything else to say? Well, again, it's been a year of uh, like getting the more tragedies I had in la- surrounded in life and the more I went towards comedy. So uh, for me, comedy has been a really a lesson of humanity and uh, my savior, my drive, my fire. Yeah. And I feel blessed if I have any talent, any skills that I can use to share this comedy passion and to impact people. Uh, I think that's my life's mission. Wow. Well, that, what a perfect end to a wonderful interview. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. And I, I wish you every success. I really do. I think you. I think you're so enthused for it. Um, just keep going at it and keep going and keep going, and you never know what will happen. I wish you so much success. Thank I you. really do. And all the very best to you. Thank you so Thank much you. for talking to me. Thank you. Thank you for your time.